Hello and welcome to Tales from the Pit, the behind the lens access for the entertainment world and the creative people involved. Today, we have a special guest. He's done so many, he's got so much stuff going on. He's got a new single just dropped pretty recently called Don't Want to Be Right. He's got uh, multiple residencies at several clubs. You have a killer radio uh, show called Good Vibes Radio on Sirius and uh, a few other syndications. And you are just, I mean, just a huge tour was just announced as well. I want to get, I want to talk about all those things. But first of all, I just want to say welcome to the show, Vinny Vibe. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Awesome. Uh, happy to be here. We can make this work. Yep. Yeah, you kind of, you hit it all on the head. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on here for sure. Yep. Yep. Before we start talking about all that stuff, um, you and I sort of had, you played our venue last year, last July-ish, whatever it was. And you and I had a little bit of a discussion about some of the stuff and some really cool stuff. But before we get too deep into that, can you talk about maybe how you led into the industry, how you got into the music, how you, you know, what was your childhood? What was your uh, you know, likes and, you know, motivations and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. So I uh, started when I was like 11, 12 years old, just a kid at my parents' house, turning on MTV, you know, and that's when they used to uh, broadcast spring break, right? And it was DJ Scribble, DJing live on stage. Uh, and it just kind of drew me in. I was like, I want that in life. Um, and, uh, one of my family members owned a nightclub locally. I'm from Rhode Island. Uh, he owned a nightclub in, in Providence. So as a, as a young guy, I was able to kind of like sneak around and hang out kind of in the corners and see what's going on. So that really started like drawing me in. Uh, so during high school, I ended up uh, going to hang out at one of the local hip hop radio stations on Sunday nights when they were doing like the on-air mix shows. Um, which kind of fast forwarded to my senior year of high school. I got my first residency gig at a nightclub at 17 years old. Uh, yeah. And uh, was playing nightclubs on Fridays and then, you know, going back to school on Monday as the, you know, the cool guy. Cause yeah, I was no in the nightclub this past weekend. Um, so that's kind of all it all got started. Um, you know, short version that was you know, almost 36 now. So that we're going on almost 25 years since I've been DJing. Um, but you know, it, it kind of snowballed into, okay, I'm over making the local DJ money. I started throwing my own events and kind of just expanding outwards and upwards over the years and, you know, just going around state to state, meeting new people. It's kind of brought me to where I am today. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's unpack the, the, the cool, the cool kid in school doing the DJ stuff on the weekend. So you're, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what experience you're having at that age. You're seeing, I mean, you're probably seeing some really cool opportunities you never even imagined, but you're also probably seeing maybe the good side and the bad side of the entertainment industry, I'm assuming. I don't know. Yes. What was what was some of those things that you were learning as you're going through that at that age? Uh, well, initially, you know, it's obviously fun. I was excited and yeah. I still am to this day, but... You know, back then, in looking back now, I forfeited a lot of stuff from a high school and, and younger guy's life that you would normally do, hanging out with your friends on the weekends. Uh, senior prom. I went to my senior prom. I left right after dinner so I could go DJ at a nightclub, you know. <laughs> so I was kind of like, ah, forget all this. And, you know, not, 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 not that I regret it. I don't regret it at all because if I could go back, I would do it again, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, you see a little bit of everything in the nightlife and entertainment industry, both the behind the scenes and, you know, when everything's up and running. Uh, I, I guess you just kind of learn to to black it out <laughs> because there's so much nonsense. And, you know, especially when you're on a stage or a DJ booth or whatever it is, you really have the bird's eye view of seeing it all. Um, but, man, I, I definitely have had my fair share of uh, incidents and, you know, crazy people in clubs and, and fights and business deals going bad and shady promoters and, you know, the, the, the list goes on and on. We could spend yep. five hours talking, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I, I assume, uh, you know, when you go back to school, everyone's like, so dude, what was, you know, what's going on? What's, you know, what musically uh, are you doing? Are you involved with music at school as well? Is there sort of any, you know, fall into yeah, that? So sort of stuff? I, I mean, in high school, I, I was in band. Don't tell anybody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I was in band, uh, middle school and high school. Um, and as I started getting into DJing, I kind of moved away from that. Um, you know, and really found the the fun and excitement in the DJing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess, like I said, man, it, it was really stemmed from just seeing that those images and that video on TV and seeing the excitement and the madness. There's something, you know, we 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 hung out for a little a little time there in New Hampshire, and you know, my personality is just wild when I'm out in public. That's just who I am. I like, I would like to be around people. I like to party. I like to drink. I like to, you know, just have fun. Uh, so that really just kind of grabbed all of my attention and then nothing else mattered at that point, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's, I mean, so I mean, when I saw you, I mean, I mean, and fast forward a little bit, you are, uh, you know, we'll talk about it more, but you were on the Pitbulls tour and you, you have a lot of involvement. I kind of want to get into that in just a moment. Uh, but I mean, those shows are just insane. I mean, our, yeah. just for me, that was my first Pitbull show and that was just nuts. It was just crazy yeah. nuts. He, he, I mean, but, he puts on a great show and yeah, I mean, all of you, who doesn't, all, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone uh, in that every, you know, I mean, there was multiple DJs that you guys travel with and all that stuff. Everyone put on such a killer show. Um, so let's, let's, uh, so you, you've done a lot of DJing stuff. You, you, you know, as, as a younger uh, musician, you kind of, or, or, or uh, you've kind of grown a little bit and stuff like that. You start your own, you know, uh, DJing stuff. W at what point do you start getting into your own music, releasing your own songs and stuff like that? Yeah, that's so, you know, kind of all, all along, I was always doing the edits and, uh, you know, like mashups back in the day, they were called. Yep. Uh, and, and about six years ago, you know, I, I have music knowledge and, you know, I, played instruments when I was younger and understand music theory and um, have been kind of aligned and situated along a lot of these, you know, EDM producers and, you know, just kind of working with all these guys. And I'm sitting there going, I'm playing, <laughs> and I come from two different backgrounds. So I'm going to sidetrack for a second. I come from two different backgrounds of music. I come from that 90s, early 2000s hip hop, which I yep. love. Yep. But I also came up on that New York City underground house music. Yep. which I equally love. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, for a while I was doing a lot of open format. I you know, was fortunate enough to be able to play some underground after hour raves early on and, you know, play some of these cool, you know, festival setting type events uh, on spring break. And we'll touch on that in a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, you know, I was like six years ago, I'm like, you know, I, my rates are good. I'm playing, but man, if I could be releasing my own music, now I can level up a little bit more and open up this whole new avenue I, that wasn't here previously. And 
you know, that that's what kind of really got me into it. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm holding myself back by not doing this. And I don't want to wake up in 20 years and be like, damn, I had the chance back then, you know? Right. Yeah. When, and just to jump back a little bit uh, on the younger days, how was, you know, I'm a musician as well. Um, not, uh, you know, when we look back at our parents and what we're doing, they may not always understand the situation. Yeah. How was your, how was your, how was that dynamic uh, going? You know, my, my parents, I love them to death and they are since day one supportive, you know, I'll be honest with you, never went to college. They never yep. pressured me to, yep. um, you know, I was I'm very fortunate to have them as a, you know, support system there yeah. uh, because, you know, it, it helped, uh, you know, get me to where I am now. Uh, you know, sometimes it's still lean on mom and dad, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they came out, they support, you know, one of the, actually the show the night before I was with you, they were right there front row with my sister and my wife, everybody partying, you know, nice. early on, you know, especially when I started playing some of the bigger clubs in the Northeast, they'd come out, they'd hang out, you know, they'd have a couple of drinks and have fun. So, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, they, they definitely, uh, help push me forward and saying, Hey, you don't got to go to school. Just, you know, I'm not telling anybody watching this, don't go to college. I'm just saying <laughs> it happened to work for me. Yeah. I, you know, I totally agree. I had a very similar process, uh, path as well. And, you know, just having that support really makes a huge difference in regards to your confidence, your delivery, your, you know, just your focus in, in general, yeah. you know, that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, so um, let's see, let's talk about, Going on the road, I guess. I, I, I'm not, you can lead me in certain directions if you want, but um, yeah. how do you get to the point where you can now take the, what you do on the road? Oh, uh, you know, I, I have conversations with a lot of my friends and, and guys I meet along the way. And there's a, a very tight knit of DJs and producers that I've have been around me and we've been friends since, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And some of them recently, yesterday, actually asked me the same question. And it's, it's a very hard thing to describe because it's not a blueprint of like, do these steps. Right. And then there you go. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's based off of multiple levels, I guess. Uh, you know, the first level being you have to have, a good music selection and be able to DJ and be able to hold yourself in front of a crowd of a hundred people or 10,000 people, right? The, the amount of people there doesn't matter. Secondly, you know, uh, it comes from having the relationships with the bookers, the owners, the promoters, the radio people, whoever it may be that has involvement on these shows. Uh, on top of that, it's, being able to one either building up your brand enough that when somebody books you you're actually pulling people in in that market yep. to one purchase tickets or two purchase a vip table if it's a nightclub yep and then uh, you know aside from that being able to have your network and the people who work with you closely on your team being able to make sure you're executing all the business end of the stuff properly the email blast the social media the this the that the you know and you can only do it for so long on your own until you're like, I need some help here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a um, lot, it, but it, 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 it's, it all. And I, I, I've said this for years now, it all comes from your relationships at the end of the day. It all, it all comes from there initially, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. It's, it's really about having a good solid foundation of trust with the people you can work mm -hmm. with. Absolutely. And, 
and, and you know, a lot of the things you talked about here have changed a lot over the last, you know, 10, 15 years in regards to how things are done. Uh, and it's a constantly evolving process too, that I I've at least experienced with, you know, now you have to learn how to do social media. Now you have to learn how to do this thing. Now you have to, you know, all these new things every couple of years get added to your list of things yeah. Yeah. that you need to be an expert on basically. Yeah, it's, it's funny because it, I'm going to show my age right now, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a partner with a, a college company and that's what we'll touch about spring break. But back yeah. in when, when I started DJing, you know, probably the ages like 17 to like 22, 23, none of that existed. So I literally remember DJing, opening up for the headliner, getting a box of flyers <laughs> for the next night's show, going out in the freezing cold, rain, snow, fights outside doesn't matter what's happening and throwing a flyer on every single windshield you possibly could yeah <laughs> as quick as you could uh yep. to promote it so they're like when the social media stuff that they started taking over i'm like i don't have to go do it you know yeah thank <laughs> I god just post something online yeah i know thank god is right because i mean man those were you know but i i think it i think those times molded me into who i am where you know now and i you know i give a lot of credit to a lot of these younger guys because they're still hustling but you know, it, it, you know, some people come into the game new and they're like, I could just post a fire up and throw a party. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how this goes. It is tough, especially, you know, obviously with COVID and stuff like that, it is so tough to get people to an event or anything like that. You've got to really work it. And then once you build your brand and that brand kicks in, then you can yeah. start, you know, utilizing your tools and stuff like that. But it is really hard. It is for sure. I mean, listen, I'm the first one to admit I didn't take the full advantage of COVID that I should have. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I know a lot of guys like music production wise and that stuff. Sure. Spending time with the family. Absolutely. But I think I could have been a little bit more creative in the social media rather than I just went dark. (laughs) I was just like, ah, it's over. I'm just taking a year off right now because what else am I going to do? Yeah. I I mean, yeah. The COVID thing, you know, for me personally was actually, uh, we went dry at our venue, obviously. We shut down for all of 2020, and then uh, we weren't sure what was happening in 2021. Uh, we started getting a lot of announcements early or, or a lot of shows scheduled early in the year, but things kept getting rescheduled. So yeah. Like, so we were like at this point, and I, I think a lot of the fan base has this issue as well, is do I buy a ticket and then risk it being moved to a date where I can't attend or something like that. So there was a yeah, lot yeah. of that going on, but you know, like I said, you guys came out. You, I, 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 if you didn't sell out, you're probably pretty damn close to sell out. It was super yeah. back there. And uh, you know, I'll also say that you guys have a pretty good looking crowd too. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing I say to everybody, your venue was one of my favorite venues that we went on, on that tour. I'll tell yeah. you the back of house, you guys have the pool, you get the, all the food. I be in New England. When I walked in, I was like, yeah, seafood. This is great. I'm home. Yep. You know, yep. great catering. We got the pool. Yeah. We got mini golf. You get the, yeah, get the lake, lake right yeah. nearby, everything, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, and, uh, you know, we'll, again, we'll talk about the, the new show stuff coming up in a second, but I was a little bit bummed. That I didn't see you guys on our venue for this show, at least not yet anyway. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen it either, but you know, yeah. who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Right. I, yeah. Maybe. Um, so let's, let's jump into the spring break stuff. So you had mentioned that a few times, how, and, and that's a pretty big influence you had said, uh, yeah. in your direction. So, so talk about that. Yeah. Fast, fast forward, you know, from the age of 17 to 
20, 27, I was running and DJing, but a bunch of college venues in Providence, Rhode Island. And as you know, being my neighbor, oops, sorry. As you know, being my neighbor, uh, we have a ton of schools in Providence. Yeah. Uh, a ton of schools in Providence. And we, uh, I got in contact with the company uh, through a mutual friend, ironically out of Los Angeles, but the company is based out of Boston called Student City. And they're actually the company that travels all the students to spring break, put on all the spring break parties, you know, with MTV and all that stuff and uh, started DJing spring break events because I had college kids that I could market the events to. Um, fast forward all these years later, I'm a partner in the company now. So yeah, uh, you know, there's always, it's just off of who you know, again, you know, it all stems back to, you know, just have that worth that ethic and, you know, have some good friends along the way and, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. So when it comes to spring break, was that, and we had jumped ahead a few years, but was that sort of the biggest thing you had done at that point? To to date, that was definitely the biggest thing. Yeah. It was probably around, you know, my, my wife just literally found something on my Facebook that popped up and it was the first spring break I did in Acapulco. And I want to say, I think it was 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Right, yeah. right around 13, 14 years ago. For sure. Maybe a little so, bit longer. Yeah. So that, walk me through, if you walk me through what you remember of that. I mean, were you there? So you're in a, you're in a beautiful location. You're surrounded yeah. by a bunch of crazy, awesome people. You're doing what yeah. you love. I mean, that's just like the maximum, like overload of sensory stuff oh, going yeah. on. Oh yeah. What do you remember? I mean, I mean, I, I, I know it's, I remember it's a lot, stressful. but I can't talk about it all. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that the other thing I was going to say. I don't know what you can talk about, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to big shows like that, are you, do you still get like nervous and stuff like that for stuff um, like that? I, yes and no. I, I think it's a, a different type of nervous. Now, younger, uh, it was more of, I'm going to throw up type of nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's, Oh, I've done these over and over, but it's, it's, it's like a nervous, anxious excitement Yep. where I feel like if anybody or me, especially if I don't have that, I shouldn't be doing it. You know, right. yeah, I, yeah, I totally. still want that feeling yeah. uh, because it, it, it you know, it, it's, it pumps that adrenaline in you to, to go out there and do it. Um, yeah. I mean, still to this day, I still get nervous, especially when I'm playing newer markets, newer venues in front of newer crowds. If it's not somewhere that I played before, you know, there's like, oh, the owners and the bookers and the promoters are here. Oh, these so-and-so people are backstage and they can hear everything. Oh, crap. <laughs> I can't yeah. mess this up, you know, because it's like, it's, you know, it's, listen, art, everybody is performing, right? But for a DJ, we're really just out there with a bullseye on us by ourselves most of the time. And it's like, oh, man. You know, there's really all those eyes on me and you can't, you know, you can't really slip up. You do, but you try not to. Right. And, you know, again, fast forwarding a little bit, but when you're DJing for like Pitbull or something like that, I mean, you, your job is sort of to kind of pump up the crowd, which you guys did yeah. awesome for. Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's that added pressure as well. It's like, all right, I got to get these guys going. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, and, yeah. you know, you just take your knowledge, just like anything else, right? We, we all learn from our mistakes and, you know, as you play more and more shows and certainly like you kind of get that overall sense of, hey, this is what I'm DJing tonight. This is my time frame. This is who's on before me and after me. And this is what I need to deliver. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you kind of get a, a good sense for it after a while. So it becomes a little bit more easy in the preparations of the sets and, you know, knowing when not to be on the mic and when to be on the microphone and that type of stuff. But yeah, the, uh, that, 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 that feeling in your stomach never goes away for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I it's either that or the tequila. Maybe it's a mix of both. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes one helps the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The, uh, we're, uh, and, and I'm skipping around here a little bit, but when it That's comes right. to your setup and your equipment and stuff like that, and again, as I mentioned, stuff changes a lot over the years. What yeah. is your, what is, you know, when you're, when you're going up like now or something like that, what is it that you need to have with you? What is your sort of setup that you require? You ready? <laughs> see this? You see this little yep. Louis Vuitton pouch? Yep. Yep. This is what's in it. One USB. Okay. Two USBs. Earplugs. Backup USB. Man, and that's my so, headphones. Yeah. That's, that's I so would, much but better. keep in mind, I am off camera. I have my original turntables and all my vinyl collection over there. Right. And I used to go into nightclubs with six crates of records. Yep. Book of CDs for the stuff that you didn't have on vinyl. And we used to even travel with that stuff, you know? So it's a, it's a nice uh, lightweight package. It goes right in my pocket now at this point. So much better with today's technology. Absolutely. Oh, thank God. Thank God for <laughs> it, man. Well, that's, I mean, that's totally cool. I mean, you can travel really, I mean, you know, if you're, you know, like you said, the old days, you have to carry tons of stuff and travel becomes mm -hmm. very challenging with all that stuff and everything like that. So that's really cool that you can kind of keep it light. Uh, is there ever a, a situation where like you're, you're like running into some technical issues and have you had to work through uh, sort of things like well, that? Not, not knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> it, it's usually not on the end of the USBs or anything like that. Yeah. Listen, sometimes files get corrupt. Yeah. Things happen. So do yeah. people, they get corrupt too, but <laughs> the, uh, I keep a backup of my whole set, everything, all the data files on my Dropbox. So, that's why I carry three USBs one at a time. Everything links together and I yep. can pull off of one. Um, but worst case scenario, if anything ever fails, 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 then I could just grab a blank USB and copy it over. Yep. I mean, listen, sometimes, you know, it's outside. You have the equipment breaks sometimes. Yeah. Or heats if you're doing a day party, the sun's on it. A drunk girl spills a drink. You know, you, you run into those things from time to time. But, you know, yep. like I said, you know, more often than not, it's usually smooth sailing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's move over to your creative process. I mean, like I said earlier, you've dropped a signal, a single, a single pretty recently with mm -hmm. uh, Don't Want to Be Right. Yeah. Uh, and that was what, in yeah. March, I believe, right? It was, yeah. 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 So talk about your creative process with that. How do, which, what, how, what is your influences to go into the, you know, what you're creating and all that stuff? Yeah. So more recently, uh, you know, the, the pure house music has been coming back. Where it's just straight house. And uh, vasty has been a friend of mine for a while. She's had a ton of records out with a ton of other big artists. And, uh, you know, she had uh, that vocal uh, kind of sitting there that she wasn't doing anything with. Kind of had some of the pianos in the background and stuff like that. So I was like, let me take a stab at it. Uh, you know, it's really... It's sitting there listening. First, you got to fall in love with the vocals. And I'm a type of guy, if it's a if it's a vocal record that I'm working on, I don't want to create the music and then go find a vocal. 
right I've done this before because sometimes yeah. when you do that and then the vocal comes back you're like uh-oh this is garbage what do i do so i like to go and find the vocals and then work backwards off of that and it kind of gives you a better feel for what that the, the sound should be like so listen to the vocal a hundred times in a row until i don't want to hear it anymore i take a little bit of a break from it like i have a full a full thing and then i'll go and i'll listen to reference tracks right and i'll just go to what's currently out what i like you know what has vocals on it what kind of sounds similar and i'll kind of like play that out add everything to like a private playlist on spotify and just in the car flying whatever just listen to that over and over and really like start getting into the depth of oh these are the sounds and this is this and kind of you know deconstructing them and then I just dive into it. You know, yeah. uh, I'm not a guy that I can't bring it home all the way myself. So there's people that help me on the mixing yep. and mastering and stuff like that. And sometimes we have a little bit of live instrumentation and, you know, I can't play every instrument. Uh, so, you know, there's some people that help along, but, you know, yep. we, we it's just literally sitting there and it's just starting to play over and over and over with sounds and playing with the melodies. And, you know, it's just, it's really trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how, it, you know, I, I, I was looking at your song and first of all, I was, I was re actually really digging, um, uh, which song was it? Oh, shoot. Um, shoot. What song was that? I was, I was going through all your songs on spot. I think it was on Spotify and it was one song. I was like, this has a nice killer vibe, but drum beat and everything too. And I forgot what it was. Shoot. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, the memory. Oh, thanks for the memory. So yes. early, early, early on, you know, we're starting to really now focus more on a sound of similarity for all my releases Yep. Um, for the radio and pop and dance stuff. And then we're working on right now some stuff straight for the clubs and like big room, just club records. But early on, it was I was just playing around like, oh, I like this. I'm going to try this. Oh, I like a little bit of a harder track. I would play in kind of was bouncing around there. So, you know, they as at anything, music changes and, you know, uh, you know, trying to stay with the times. So but all of those that one, there's a few others on there, too, um, that one of the first records I did was a remix kind of in that style for somebody and. Man, I you know, 10, 15 years from now, I can't wait to <laughs> sit back and listen to some of the stuff like, oh, no, what was I doing? Yeah, well, I mean, you some know? of that stuff, I mean, for, for you, uh, for me as a, as, as a musician as well, I will create something and then I'll be like, man, this is killer. And then like the next yeah. day, I'll go, I'll go back and listen to it. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? That is not even remotely good. I don't know what. Yeah. You, you yeah, have yeah. That, do you have that sort of situation with, with your stuff or? Oh, man, all the time. It's just, so yeah. I have a I have a top secret folder uh, <laughs> that's called the graveyard. Yeah. Um, some records that just never made it to the light of day because we couldn't come to terms. Some records yeah. that will never see the light of day because I don't even want anybody to know about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we, uh, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. All right. I just disconnected for some reason. Okay. Um, but sorry, that threw me off. We'll go back to the question quick. Uh, no, no, we're talking about the, 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 sometimes we have oh. songs we don't want people here. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> listen, it, this, this folder literally just, man, I actually went through a couple of records today, to be honest with you. I was in the car with my wife driving back and we heard a song 
that just came out and the melody on the drop, I was like, man, this sounds familiar. And I literally was like, hold on. So I went, I pulled it up and it's almost the same melody. Oh, yeah. And I was like, she looked at me. She's like, is that bad or good? I was like, well, that one's out. So I can't release this one now. <laughs> uh, there's some gems in there, but I'll be honest with you. A lot of them. I'm like, Ooh. I even listened to some of my early DJ mixes and I'm just like, people booked me. <laughs> people used to well, pay yeah. me. To yeah. I mean, I mean, it, you know, a lot of it, you know, is, is the times it's, you know, it's the learning process. It's of course. you're just rolling with it. And that was the vibe of the moment, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so I'm looking through a lot of your tracks. So um, you did uh, Dirty Little Secret. Um, one of the things that I was reading is um, one of your, I guess, Seven Seas and Dirty Little Secrets were one of your more popular starting songs yeah. uh, or earlier songs. Yeah, early songs. So Dirty Little Secret uh, was with a good friend of mine, Lodato. I actually just had a remix come out for one of his newer records um, cool. two weeks ago. Uh, and you know, especially around that time, it was 2017, I, I believe, late, yeah, December 17. You know, there was a lot of these reborn cover records, and, and at the end of the day, especially in the club scene, people want to sing, right? And yeah. as much as I love making original songs with original vocals, sometimes people just want to hear familiar stuff. Uh, and we thought the song, especially coming from doing a lot of college parties. College kids love all of that emo rock from the early 2000s and they'll sing at the top of their lungs. So, you know, we picked that record, um, created it into what it is. And it's funny still to this day, a bunch of DJs I know are always playing it, tagging us in it and it still works. So it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> yep. it's, it's a perfect combination of that song you're sort of familiar with, but with your vibe into it. It's, it's yeah. actually really, you're really, really pumping. Yeah, totally. Uh, what about, uh, tell me about the, um, um sorry um right. uh seven c's seven c's uh was with a friend of mine so we actually got linked we're friends now we weren't friends then we got linked through my manager uh who was doing some work with her and uh she had the the vocal available um uh, i fell in love with it ironically that song was actually used for my wedding video oh cool. uh, yeah 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 um and it was just like good timing with it uh, it was really just like it, the, the vocals pulled me in. She was awesome, easy to work with. I was getting married at that point, too. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. It's all uh, coming together, yeah. Yeah, all coming together. So, yeah, that one, that was fun. We, we, we got that one done rather quickly, too. That one got a bunch of radio play, uh, you know, on dance radio stations and stuff. So, yeah, that was a, that was a fun record for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you get so, it looks like you have a lot of cool um, – I'm just looking through. Um, so you're on, obviously, on Spotify, you get a ton of stuff and uh, yep. iTunes, stuff like that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all, all the streaming platforms yep. are up on. Um, yep. Every single, every single one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's talk about and fill me in on things I may have missed in between because, I, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you've done that I don't know the arrangement on. But let's talk about you're, you're getting connected with Pitbull and the tours and stuff like that, the major tours. What... Um, when I, I vaguely remember when you and I were talking, you were involved with a lot of production stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, and could you kind of give me some ideas of yeah, some of the so things? A, a good friend of mine, Kevin, uh, we worked together on a bunch of projects, um, very close with uh, all the pits camp and everything. 
uh, we were all in, you know, on the radio station. I'm on the radio station Friday mornings, and yep. you know, Pitt works with everybody who's been around forever. Um, so a few of the guys that are, you know, kind of run the radio station and stuff. Uh, Super Bowl was in Miami in 2020 in January. Uh, so we all ended up down there. We were kind of covering some of the stuff for the radio station. They had this like pre-game thing two days before. It was all press. Um, all the Sirius XM was there and all the different stations. So we were there. Everyone hung out. We were, Everybody went grab drinks later on uh, and just having like conversation, whatever. Uh, and then COVID happened. So over COVID, we're like, oh, man, what are we doing? And we just started having very open-ended, light conversations of, Oh, what's going on with this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, so we started talking about merchandise. Uh, and, you know, most artists have a ton of it and some yeah. have their own brand. So we, we, we came together and, and came up with a brand called Timeless Miami, um, mm-hmm. which is Pitt's brand. Uh, right now it has, you know, his sunglasses, the iconic aviator sunglasses that he wears. And, yep. um, you know, then we got thrown. All of a sudden COVID was kind of over and the tour came about. So spinning off of that, you know, making sure that we're, we're, you know, getting that brand and starting to build it, you know, got involved with all the tour merchandise, making sure that was all done. And, you know, as you mentioned, all the globalization, which is the radio station on Sirius, all of the DJs, you know, will play before Pitt before he goes on stage. So, you know, was working with all those guys on that stuff. And we had a bunch of other local DJs as well. Friends of ours, uh, friends of ours that were, you know, playing the entryways and the VIP rooms for Live Nation and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big machine to be a part of too. There's so many parts to that, so many things yeah. going on. Um, when it comes to like the road and stuff like that, um, you're spending, how, how many days a year are you on the road? Well, for 2021, well, how many days a year were you on the road? That's a lot, this right? This is a guesstimate. This is a guesstimate. This yeah. Is, I'm just gonna, 230. Right. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the road like for you? What is, so on your day uh, on the road, what is your typical day like on the road? Starts with the hangover. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they all? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does start with the hangover. Yeah. yeah. Um, Day on the road, I'll stop from home. Usually, I like to get out depending on the routing and how long I'm going away for. There's two things. I either leave extremely early, like yep. 4 or 5 in the morning, or I'll leave mid-afternoon depending on where I'm going. Uh, I'm the type of guy, I travel very light. Yep. carry one backpack and a carry-on suitcase. Nice. It doesn't fit in the carry-on. It's not coming with me. I'm not checking a bag. I don't care. I like to be on the go. If I, if I forgot it or if I need it, I'll buy it wherever I am. That's the, yeah. like, that's the mentality there. Yeah. Uh, really, usually really simple. Once I get into whatever city, uh, check in the hotel immediately uh, because we, I travel so much, you know, I get those nice 2, 3 p.m. checkouts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, check in the hotel, shower, change. Uh, I have a lot of friends in a lot of cities, so we usually try and meet up with some of them. Sometimes I do have meetings scheduled in some cities depending on where. Uh usually meet up with the promoters, stuff like that, do the promo dinner, um, sound check, hang out somewhere, have a couple of drinks, go do the show. Sometimes there's after parties, uh, you know, stumble back into the hotel room four or five, six in the morning, shower, change. And sometimes I'll be honest with you, it's straight to the airport. 
and don't even sleep and just figure it out the next day and sleep on the plane <laughs> or, you know, sleep for a few hours and wake up miserable and do it all over again. Yeah. So yep. I, I've tried to cut down on the drinking when it's in and out of a city. It's just, it's, it's too hard. much. I learned that yeah. very early on pit stall. Like the first few nights I had like a couple of drinks next morning. I was like, yeah, this isn't happening. <laughs> That's <laughs> can't, all, yeah, can't that. do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And the older we get, the harder it gets too. Oh, Definitely. it's brutal. It's brutal. Yep. But, Hey, that's where the, uh, you know, the Pedialyte, Revitalite, friends of mine, they have a company, Revitalite, it's the adult version. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice, nice. carry that everywhere now. Nice. So when, you, when you're traveling, you're not doing tour bus stuff. You're, you're just flying from location. Yeah, I'm flying. I'm flying. There's been times where I've been on buses uh, very sporadically. Yeah. Um, bus life just isn't for me. Yep. You know, uh, as much as they're fun, I just like to, I'm a very private guy when I'm actually in my own space. So I like to, you know, hold that dare to my heart, my privacy. Yeah. Now when you travel, are you by yourself or do you have a crew with you or are you just uh, usually so like when I was on the road with Pitt on that tour, obviously there's a ton of people. Uh, yeah. So kind of always with somebody when I'm doing my own stuff, uh, usually travel with one or two people. Uh, if it's a venue I've been at a bunch and I'm friends with everybody there, I'll travel by myself. Right. Uh, it's also nice because I get a nice little like alone, alone time traveling, like earpods in, hood up at an airport, just being left alone and just some people watching, you know? Yep. Nice. Yeah. It's good. Uh, good to kind of get that one, you know, uh, get some time, you know, just to kind of clear your brain, think about whatever it is you want to focus yep. on. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to traveling and family, because you had mentioned you, you have, you know, you're, you're married, you have a brand new child. What is... Yep. And have you, I don't know, have you traveled yet since you've had a child? Yeah, so uh, I traveled up until three weeks before the baby was born. Right, right. Uh, which was the tour. The tour ended in the middle of October, uh, and the baby was born middle of November. And I actually traveled one night the week before the baby was born, but I was close. I was, I was where I could get home in 45 minutes on a quick flight if I had to. Yep, yep, um, yep. Didn't really try the first few months I stayed off, but yeah, I started traveling again immediately in, in March uh, for spring break. I was actually gone. I was home three days in March. Oh, wow. Year. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she's good with it, man. She's uh, she gets it. Uh, she used to work with me at a nightclub uh, in Connecticut. That's where I met her. Uh, that itself was a, you know, a battle to get her to date me because, you know, she saw me once a week for five, six years. In a nightclub, single. <laughs> yeah. So yep. you know that that was a challenge in itself. But uh, no, nah, she's good. She she traveled with me almost every show, honestly, uh, up until she got pregnant. Oh wow! Awesome. Uh, awesome. I mean, obviously, COVID, we weren't doing anything, but yep. Besides getting pregnant, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty pretty uh, common through COVID right now, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, she. Uh, I mean, she's great. You know, I call every morning, call every night. I'll yep. FaceTime her. The, my favorite thing right now, I'm getting sidetracked, but especially on the spring break, I, I was in so many places, I'd be FaceTiming her. She'd put the baby on. The baby loves to see himself. Uh, and we'd be on FaceTime. I'd like take a bottle of tequila and cheers him and take a shot and show him the crowd. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it's been easy. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I mostly right now, it's, you know, I leave on a Thursday, I'm back. Saturday, I'm back Sunday, I'm back Monday, whatever. Yep. So I have that time, and I don't care where I am in the country world. If I get three days off, I'm coming home. Yeah. Every time, and she, 
I think that's what helps because she knows that I'll go out of my way to get back home to go back out. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, killing me, but <laughs> I used to travel a lot when my daughter was just born very similar as you yeah. and, uh, you know, try to come home on the weekends as best I can and stuff like that. And I'd say, you know, for the first three or four years, it actually was no issue at all. Uh, at some point for me, it became, it started becoming an issue when they got older and stuff. And I wanted to be more involved with school yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah that's already like, that stuff's already sitting in the back of my head where it's like, yeah. I know it's coming. So my, my way to combat that is make as much money as possible where I can just bring them with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was going to yeah. be my next thing is, you know, families, I mean, it's pretty common now to, if, if, if you can afford to do that, to take, just take your family with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll absolutely. see. I mean, obviously the, the back to back to back to back days are a little extreme yep. for that, but yep. we'll see what happens, you know. And that's when you get the Vinny Vibe tour bus, get the family on there. You get to go. I, I throw them on the tour bus. I go, I'm taking a flight. I'll see you guys in the next city. <laughs> no, I would there. never. I would never. You're taking yeah. all the fun away from a tour bus, putting my wife and kid on there. What are you right. doing? Jason? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when it comes to, um, you know, being on the road and stuff like that, you had mentioned our venue as one of the nicer spots, but do you have like, is there like places you must go to for shows? Is there, is there, favorite places in, you know, locations, all that sort of yeah, stuff. So, um, for, for like his stuff, obviously they're, they're all amphitheaters or arenas and they're all beautiful and they're all fun. Sure. The, uh, your venue just really hit back home. You know, yep. I could get there. I could get there in an hour and 15 minutes from my house if I need, if I needed to, you know, nice, nice. uh, and the hospitality was great. And you know, all these venues are good, good stepping on the, my DJ side and what I do solo, um, New York City is my favorite city in the whole entire world. I said yep. it. I'm going to have friends real mad at me, but uh, <laughs> I love it. There's something about that city. I've always loved it. I'm there literally once a week if I'm on the road. I'm actually nice. playing there this Thursday, but I was there this past weekend, and I, I happen to swear I proposed to my wife, and nice. everything Everything stems back there. Uh, I love Miami. Uh, yep. Small doses. Yep, uh, yep. I love Vegas. Same thing. Small doses. Uh, yep. Cancun, man. Uh, spring break, Cancun, those clubs, the people, the venue, everything, the restaurants. It's just, it's next level. Yeah. Next level. Perfect time of year. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. getting too sick of the cold up here. I'm like, I'm going to the tropics for a month. See everybody. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this man. is actually the first year. My wife hasn't been on spring break with me since we've been together. Uh, so I was probably getting a little bit like, babe, look at all this food. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that might not be a good idea to keep doing. <laughs> no, oh, I, I, I give it to her. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. The, uh, when, it, when it comes to, I mean, obviously we've talked all about music and stuff like that, but when it comes to hobbies and stuff like that, do you, ever, do you have anything that you just want to get away from music? Any, any hobbies that you do that you just kind of stand away from music oh, or anything like that? Yeah, so... I've never, there's a few things. So I, I've always been a big history buff guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a, I guess it's not really a hobby, but I love documentaries, museums, that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over COVID, I was losing my mind. Uh, all my friends locally golf. So I picked up golf, fell in love with golf. Oh, cool. During COVID, there was a few courses that you, know, you could still go play. I was playing two rounds a day, like, playing 18 in the morning, having lunch, playing 18 again. Love Damn. that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I love shooting. Uh, you know, oh, cool. Yep. We're up north people. So, you know, 
you guys up in New Hampshire, just everyone's got them. But <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I like going to shooting. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's fun. Uh, I guess those are my three hobbies. Besides that, I don't I don't have hobbies. Do you get to like? Are you, I work are, in my hobby. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a, that's the best hobby to have too. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to being on the road this year, are you going to try to, you know, get involved with more golf courses? Maybe go to a shooting range, get, do any yeah, of that stuff? You know, I, I, I want to, uh, yeah. I, I love golfing, especially like I played in Cancun. Uh, I played in Cabo when I was there and some other places. I hate renting golf clubs, but I love my golf clubs. <laughs> yeah. But like I told you, I travel light. Yeah. Uh, so in the golf thing, it just takes up so much of the day. So unless I'm somewhere for, three, four, five days. That doesn't really make sense. I am in Vegas at the end of this month playing a show and I really want to go in the helicopter with the machine gun. Have you seen that? I, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah. I do. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It, be- she's like, it's $3,500. I was like, I don't care if it's a million dollars. I want to shoot a machine gun. I'm a sniper flying helicopter. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy, man. That'd be awesome. You have, have to put some uh, video or photos on uh, in, uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's a, that was a full package. They get videos. They take the pictures. Oh, yeah, 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 they get yeah, like yeah. 4,000 rounds, like all yeah. this crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be totally cool. Um, uh, do you have like any favorite? I mean, um, who knows uh, if the more recent ones, usually the more recent, but do you have any favorite like tours or any favorite, you know, sort of things or or, 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 or performers you've worked with or anything like that i mean everybody is essentially a favorite not to sound weird yeah, like, yeah. Hey, but everybody's great to work with in their own way right we get to i get to brush shoulders with some of the most infamous n- known celebrities a a list artists in the world uh, and i get to meet some great new up-and-coming artists that you turn around a year later and you're like, holy shit, did you see what that guy's doing now? You know, yeah. it's just, it's fun. I, I, I really do. I've never, again, knock on wood, I, I don't think I've really ever had a bad experience with any artist or DJ or, or anything, you know. Listen, yeah. we're, we're all there for the same reason, you know, and we're all just having, everyone's just having fun, you know. Yep. Uh, there are certain DJs that I personally enjoy their brand and the way they play and the music they release more than others sure um but i i every every single time i see somebody else perform it, it amazes me yeah every time yeah yep. every single yep. time the I uh, like old fanboy you know like yeah yep. oh yeah totally yeah i mean me being the photographer for a lot of the stuff i get to kind of do that you know, yeah. you know quietly on the side too so it's really exciting to be able to work with such a wide variety of super talented people so it's really yeah, awesome fun. when it comes to um you know 2022 you're you as as just recently announced you have a major tour getting ready to kick off here uh, i forget when it starts but um with the pitbull and iggy azalea um um and that'll be probably most of your year, I assume. Yeah, there, there's, like I said, there's a bunch of the globalization guys doing it. So uh, this year, it's actually almost almost double the dates of last year's tour. Wow. Um, so it's Iggy um, and Sean Paul's also on oh, yeah. some select dates. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to kind of flow in and out of it. Um, I'm going to be in, you know, I'll be at all the, a lot of the locations, especially on the East Coast. Uh, but I have some touring dates for me as well. And 
make sure all the guys, uh, all the guys from globalization are going to, you know, like I said, play all the different stages. I'm actually yep. going to be at the Xfinity Center one. Uh, and, and yep. Mass. in mass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Are you going to be in the Bangor, Maine one? Uh, so actually my, my, my business partner, Kevin is from Bangor, Maine. Originally. Oh, really? so, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to come up there that night. He's going to be there. But yeah, that's his whole family's from up there. Yeah. He's originally a Maine guy. Oh, cool. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a main guy too. So I oh, might, oh, shit. I yeah, might yeah. try to hit that one. We'll, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that'll be good. Did you get my number? So we'll just yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he was, uh, he moved to San Diego. Now he's actually living in Texas, Texas, America, we call it. He's yeah, down yeah, in yeah. the Fort Worth, Dallas area. But yeah, nice. originally nice. from Maine. Nice. Big Red Sox fan. So I, I purposely wear a Dodgers hat every time I'm around. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really think- pisses them off. When it comes to the Red Sox or the Yankees, everyone always sort of does that same thing. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't watch sports at all. Yeah. I, none. I have. I never have. Don't care. So, yeah. like, if I'm around a friend that I know, they really hate a team or their first certain team. Oh, I'll go to. I'll go to the, the lens to piss them off because <laughs> they know yeah. I don't like it too. So it gets them even more angry. Yep. Why wouldn't you just wear a Red Sox hat? Because I don't want it. <laughs> yep. Yep. When it comes to all right, so if for twenty twenty two, you have a you have a pretty big schedule. What what's what's next for you in regards to? Are you dropping any? You have anything new you're going to be dropping that you can yeah. talk about or anything like that? Yeah, I, I can't say the labels they're on yet. Yeah, because um, I I am very superstitious and a couple of contracts on side. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, right now it's looking like uh, this is April, so it's looking like the second week in May second week in June uh, and then right around July 4th. So I have three different ones signed right now. I'm coming out back to back to back like that. And now we're kind of in the process over the next four or five weeks of getting some more vocals in and, and looking at what's for the second half of this year. Cool. Awesome. Do you have a, when it comes to putting it out, do you have a preference? Like do you, do you prefer streaming? Do you prefer digital download or anything like that? Or is it just all, all the above? Ask that again. I'm sorry. So when it comes to releasing your stuff, do you prefer it to be on streaming or digital download or do you care as all the above? Um, all the above, I guess, yeah. you know, there's that, the, the, the big thing going around now about artists and streaming and yep. payouts and all that. And it's, you know, listen, it, it, it's, uh, it's great to be on all of the platforms because you never know who's listening and who right. you're getting covered and gaining that new fan. So it's great to have it everywhere. Um, you know, uh, radio is obviously first and foremost, you know, uh, but, you know, I look at streaming like the new version of CDs, <laughs> you yep. know, it's just it, the access to go back and listen whenever you want. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, digital downloads great, obviously, because that money goes mostly to the artist. <laughs> uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, the artists are making the money from the shows and the uh, and the merchandise. these days. Yeah, totally. Not I mean, so much the music. I mean, I, I forget who, I don't know, Gene Simmons. Someone said it. We're just, the musicians, musicians are just glorified t-shirt salesmen or something it's like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all merch. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's talk about your radio show. So you, you do a, a, is a, a weekly radio show called Good Vibes Radio on Sirius yep. XM and yep. some streaming, uh, I'm sorry, some other syndicate as well, right? Yeah, Dash, Dash Radio, it's on. Uh, yep. We also get it up on Apple Podcasts and lots of people go back and listen yeah. Uh, most of my shows were Kel Goldie. Uh, she was originally on FM radio, DF okay. radio in Miami. Uh, just knew it through mutual friends. I was like, Hey, uh, I hate my voice. Do you want to be the voice? She's like, yes. And I love EDM. So let's do it. 
Uh, you know, we have a bunch of guest mixes on there. The, the, the idea of the, the Friday morning show on Sirius, um, you know, was let's bring the club party fun to the radio and let people be able to play it back over and over. Um, so that's why you'll see a lot of guest mixes on there from everybody from Afrojack to, you know, an up and coming guy, right. Giving yep. them the platform and letting them promote their new music and, uh, just giving people something that they enjoy as well. So, um, that's kind of the basis on all that. And it, it's, you know, it's been doing good. I think we're, she's been on for a year with me now. So it's two years since the radio show started. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Seems like yesterday. Wow. And you know, it's probably, you know, I, I don't know if this was a born because of COVID, but it's like a good time to still be active when you can't be out necessarily, you know, obviously during the COVID beginning of COVID and all that stuff. So I'm assuming yeah. it was a pretty good mix for that time as well. Yeah, it, it started it started a little bit before that. Uh, I want to say it was in May or June of 19 that we started. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, May or June of 19, yeah. Um, and then obviously once we got into COVID, it was just like <laughs> the only thing I had left <laughs> at that yeah. point. So uh, we were able to definitely, you know, grow it more and – we're looking to uh, keep expanding and keep going and, you know, getting bigger listenership for it and seeing what happens, you know? Awesome. That's awesome, dude. You got so much cool stuff going on. So where do people go to find you? Where, where are you on socials on all that stuff? Where yeah, does everyone social, go find you? Socials, website, everything is just at Vinny vibe with a Y I'm Italian. Don't spell it with an IE. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then just vinnyvibe.com. Uh, everything's there. Instagram's where I'm most active. Um, Twitter, TikTok. I could do better. I get yelled at every day from the people I work with. They're like, what are yep. you doing? I'm like, I, where's the time? Uh, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. But maybe we'll see. Hopefully this summer, uh, I'll be able to push some more content out on the other, other platform, right. but yep. that's it. And I'm always, I'm always traveling somewhere. So, uh, I always keep that updated on the site. And, uh, cool. So all your show dates, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Awesome. Well, man, I, I, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I, I was, uh, I, you know, when you and I talked originally last year, over a year ago, whatever it was, I was like, we were like just getting started on this podcast. I was like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get you on here, but things got in the way and time got lost and COVID and all that stuff. And I'm oh, like, oh. I know. I, I saw you posting. I was like, oh, that's right. I got to get back to you. And so oh, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm really thankful for you to uh, join us tonight. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having Thanks. me, like we said. And I'm sure we'll be seeing each other soon in Bangor, Maine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be back to our venue at some point as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I love it. They're actually so friends of mine. Ironically, uh, I met these people when I, my, me and my wife were working at a nightclub in Connecticut and the guy, they own a house up there. They just bought a hotel right up the street from you guys. Oh, so wow. they actually came out there too. So they're always inviting us up there. So it would actually be a great place to bring the wife and baby if I get a couple of days off this summer. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah I, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, awesome, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We'll stay in contact. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for watching this episode with Vinny Vibe. We hope you enjoyed it. You can check out our other guests, all our other episodes at all your favorite podcast locations and on YouTube, search for Tales from the Pit podcast. Remember to like and subscribe. Also, you can check out our website at talesfromthepit.net. We'll see you next time.